Ellen Lane Curtis, and I play Birdie, the town menace, who is having a weird night, but we figured out the killer, and, you know, you've got to roll with the punches, play all your hunches, make the best of whatever comes your way. It's another Buffett quote, guys. We did it. Hi, I'm Mary Stack, and I play Georgie Sullivan, owner of Nitwit Haven, who was just trying to have a nice birthday out with her girlfriends, and it ended up with a tragic murder, but we are very glad we were able to solve it and wrap it up. Hi, I'm Willow Wilson, and I play Renette Bollinger. You'd think I'd be in my element here, you know, among the costumes, among the theatrical fanfare and whatnot. But honestly, I'm still kind of recovering from a sudden funny motherhood that I experienced, followed by a loss of that funny motherhood by choice. I'm just a little rattled. Rabbitled. Was that anything? My name is Jonah Knight, and welcome to Roll to Metal. This is part six, the finale of the marvelous, magical, murdered Magnus of murder. Written by Alicia Furness. If you haven't yet, I'd suggest checking out her game, Paranormal Inc. The game has great reviews, and there is an event going on for it as I say these words. Follow the link in the show notes for more information. Now, how many of you thought that Sally did it? Be honest. Now, let's see if the Mavens can catch her. Okay? Let's go. Georgie, it's your birthday. You and your friends have seen a pretty great show. You made a lovely bunny friend and untangled a web of convoluted clues. You seem pretty certain that Sally, the manager of Sirens, caused the death of the marvelous magical Magnus. And here you are in Magnus's dressing room, having come to this decision. And before the three of you can really do anything about it, you hear something in the hallway. A little thunk. And then footsteps fading away. I peek my head out to see who it is. Yeah. Well, you get your head out the door and you don't see anyone in the hallway. Uh, ladies, um, we might have a problem. Someone might have heard us. And there is a non-zero chance it could have been Sally. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want another murderer getting away. Remember? Remember on that fucking island? Yeah. We're kind of two for two on that one. Yeah. Let's try not to have that again. Okay. Um, I guess we'll follow. Yeah. Let's, let's go run after whoever made, might've hurt us. Sure. You all go out, you go around the corner. I think, Georgie, you're still carrying Bonnet. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just have to confirm. And you get out to the front of the house, and there is everybody. There's uh, Philip and Fern talking to the various suspects that you don't think are suspects anymore. A group of co-workers that maybe don't get along all that well, and they're kind of scattered all over. And as you sort of look around the room, everyone seems to be accounted for, except for Sally. Well, I don't like that. It's, we've got to make this stop happening. Um, hey, Fern. Uh, hi. Hello. Don't mean to make you panic, but probably for sure Sally's the killer and I don't know where she is. Can you go find her, please, so we don't have another, like, escapee? Sally's not the killer. She works here. It was probably well, one of these people. We already don't worry. We've already been through this whole this whole line of thinking, and we have 
successfully identified the killer. So we just need to restrain her. I'm no, I don't think I mean, Sally's really nice. Well, you have you been doing the investigation? No, you were still. Good yeah, no, I've been, here. no, I've been doing the investigation. Yeah, and but, she, you she know, takes we, out her notepad. We we started doing it first. So we're you know, we are we're just it's it's not that we're investigating better or you're investigating at a different level. It's just we we had we were do, we were doing it for longer. We, we were here for the whole thing. Oh, that's a good point. You've been investigating this longer than I have. That means I should. What am I doing? I I don't even need to come to these things anymore. Well, what you need to do is, um, but not that I'm telling you what you need to do. I just heavily suggesting we need to go get Sally and stop her because she's about to try to get away with murder. Yeah, no, I mean, Sally left. But if you think, oh, uh uh-oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. Hey, let's go outside. Yeah, let's go find the the murderer who's getting away right now, currently. Let's go. Bertie, it sounded like you were the first to the door. Yeah, I think after after a while and once Fern started to get, like, emotional about things, Bertie's like, "Mm, not my my division, and, like, went outside. It's fine that you were the first one out, because probably the first thing that you see is the driver's side door to Ringo is open and Sally is inside. And it looks like she's kind of ducked down and doing something underneath the steering wheel. She's trying to fuck with my things. That's my fucking car, bitch. I stalk up to her without thinking. Sure. Yeah. You just go right up. I do think that I say that loud enough um, that hopefully it can be heard as the door is shutting behind me. Yeah. Um, so Georgie was probably second because it sounds like Renette was engaged with Fern. So Georgie, are you right there or are you closer to Fern and Renette? Um, I think I'm, I was closer to Bertie. So I probably heard that and like followed after. So I think that you get outside when Renette and Fern are maybe three beats behind. So they're on their way. But you have a few of Birdie in front of you headed towards Ringo. Birdie, what are you doing? Good question. Not thinking, that's for sure. Do I know about anything that could be potentially dangerous in, in Ringo? I mean, I yeah, I would know, wouldn't I? Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. What, yeah, tell me what you think is inside I mean, Ringo. I'm not, I'm not going to be as crazy to say, like, there's a tiny little gun in the... Well, we side pocket or anything like that. Yeah, I think we did establish that there was one gun that came from Philip and nobody wanted it. And Renette got rid of it and nobody (laughs) is dealing with guns at all. Yeah. 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 Where did we put that, though? Did we put that in Ringo? (laughs) I'm a little worried. Give it to Fern. Who did we? I think we we, give it to. I, I think. Maybe I'm just making this up. Maybe this is just how I rationalized it um, and didn't voice it. But I imagine we took it to a gun range, uh, had like a little session so that I can just just to to appease my dipshit brother. um, So I know how to use it. And then I um, gave the gun to the gun range because I don't want it. (laughs) Okay, so maybe the three of you took Caliban up on his offer 
to give you oh. some basic safety yes, at the gun range. Yes. And then we just yes. left the gun there. That feels on brand. <laughs> just like somewhere <laughs> that, at the gun range. I, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm just going to leave this here. Someone will come pick it up. <laughs> the janitor, you know, that's, that's what mean, you do. It's where the guns live. I'm right? sure they've got safety standards. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, I'm sure the they've gun. got an extra little like bed for a gun or whatever. I don't know how you, you know store a gun guns. bed. Yeah, you know. got, they got to get all tucked in. Yeah, Probably I mean, it, safety is important. It is the gun range, so I assume that is where guns live. It's, it's on the, whole, the it's range. It's their home on the range. Home yes. on the range. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So there's no gun in Ringo. <laughs> no, um, there is not. You there's birdie. definitely umbrellas. And lots of um, records, we for sure have settled that. Yeah, um, I, I think that you can come up with random stuff, but maybe not things that are designed to be weapons. I would argue to say that an umbrella is not designed to be a weapon, and it would make sense to have one in my car. Yeah, absolutely. It's probably in either the backseat or the trunk. So I think as I'm coming up, I, I open either the trunk or the back seat. Um, and I grab the umbrella and I say, get out of my car. What are you doing? Hold on, hold on. I'm almost done. And as you sort of come around, she still has the driver's side door open and she has wires out underneath. She's like, give me a second. Just one second. What the please. hell are you doing? What are you doing? Well, I've got to go. Um, not in my car. Well, my car's in the garage. Get out. Get out of, get out. No, I'll, I'm, I'm going to take care of it. I'll leave I it where you can find it. I poking her with the umbrella. Yep. And I'm like um, poking, trying to poke her out of the car. Yeah. Can you roll the day move? Sure. <laughs> Is it still day? Can you roll the night move? There we go. Sorry. <laughs> uh, and I think that Fern and Renette are coming out a little behind Georgie. Georgie probably had a moment to get a little closer. Just sort of rearrange people. Did you follow Birdie? Did you stay where you were? Oh, I followed. Okay. So then maybe you're behind Birdie while she's poking at Sally. Uh, yeah. And I have a, a knitting needle firmly pointed into the tire. Like Birdie, do I do it? Do I do it? Do it. No one's driving this bitch but me. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm, I want to slash the tires with my knitting needles or anything I find in my little kit. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll let you do that. That's cool as hell. <laughs> All right, so let's start with Birdie with the night move, <laughs> since you are attacking a murderer with Having an umbrella. Her. I'm just poking her with the umbrella to get her out of my car. Yeah, let's see how that goes. It's normal and reasonable. Well, Jonah, I'd like to tell you that that's double sixes, so... Oh, really? Nobody touches Ringo and gets away with it. I care about this car more than I care about my own children sometimes. Georgie, simultaneously, can you roll the day move to see what kind of thing... The day the tires are not going to fight back. <laughs> so are you successfully going to destroy these tires or not? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, am, uh, what am I rolling with... Well, you're probably doing this one-handed because Bonnet's in the other hand. So vitality? Yeah, or yeah. Or composure? I think maybe vitality because you got to hold on to Bunny and you got to attack a tire with a knitting <laughs> needle. Fine. 
That's fine. Seven. <laughs> uh, Renette, you and Fern have come out of Sirens. You see Birdie jabbing at Sally with an umbrella. Birdie, how does this go? Can you describe what you are intending to happen here? Um, honestly, I don't think that Birdie is thinking straight. Um, all jokes aside, this is incredibly, this is an incredibly serious, uh, breach of her, her privacy and her space. And I don't think she's fully thinking about the fact that this is a dangerous individual that murdered someone. She's just thinking about, this is one of the most important things to her. And it has so many memories and it is the one place that she feels safe and someone is fucking that up. So I think it is just pure adrenaline, pure spite. She is just poking this person. She's specifically like poking shoulders and arms to try and get her away from whatever she's hot wiring. Um, and then she starts like smacking at her hands to stop her from doing whatever she is with the wires. I'm imagining like a longer umbrella, like one of those big ones, mm -hmm. um, as opposed to like a teeny one. I feel like Birdie would have a big, ridiculous umbrella because, again, she could use it as a cane or hit people with it. Well, with a uh, natural 12, you are accomplishing your goal, which sounds like slapping Sally's hands to get her to stop doing what she's doing. OK, so she's not moving out of the seat. You're just sort of delaying what she's doing. And you've done that very successfully. Thank you. I'm also trying to rattle her because she's obviously rattled anyway. Um, and this could bite me in the ass. But I think that just like authoritative, like, stop it. Stop. You are not doing this. This is not your property. Like just trying to throw some more messy things into the brain chemical mix um, to just kind of delay until Fern can get here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that happens. Uh, it looks like she didn't expect you to attack her with an umbrella, and she does seem a little rattled. Georgie, you are able to get your knitting needle. Which tire is it that you're attacking? Uh, the front left tire, I think, because driver's side. Driver side, yeah. Okay. Well, with a seven, you think that Sally is distracted. Birdie said it was perfectly fine with her if you damaged her car. And you're pretty sure that this knitting needle <laughs> is going to do all the damage you need. Mm -hmm. And you'll be able to stop this car if it ever wants to go somewhere. But you know, you get this sense that if you do this, you might lose control of Bonette. So you can absolutely damage this tire. But I don't know, it might upset this little bunny. I mean, more than we've than we've upset her already. <laughs> Bonette has been having a grand old time almost the entire night. Except for maybe that brief period when Birdie was holding her. But other than that, she's I'm a been... delight. Okay. Hey, Bonette's got little rabbit teeth. They could, like, chew right through the, the tire rubber. 
Yeah, I don't think I don't think that Jonah's gonna let me retcon. <laughs> yeah. But maybe if you do lose control of Bonnet, Bonnet will be so grateful for all the love that they've got this evening that they're gonna start chewing through the tires to um to help you out. I'm just saying that would be very narratively adorable. Yeah. I I feel like we've caught this bunny once. And it's only a possibility I'll lose, she'll run away. Like, even if I drop, maybe she'll just be like, I need more accessories. <laughs> I'll stay near you. Okay, I think that Georgie doesn't really have a sense of whether or not what Birdie is doing is accomplishing what, because she's focused on stabbing the tire. And she's going to just try to stab that tire. Like, that's her goal. I want it. She really wants to keep Bennett, but it's in Bennett's hands now. <laughs> Renette, standing next to Fern, just outside the entrance to Sirens, you can see Bertie attacking Sally with an umbrella. And you can see Georgie's hand come up with a needle. And she stabs right into Ringo out of your sight. And there is a sudden. <laughs> And Ringo kind of shudders and starts to sink a little bit. And you sort of get this uh, this view of Bonette wiggling legs really fast for a moment and hopping out of Georgie's hands. And from where you are, Renette, you cannot see where Bunny has gone. Huh. So, yeah, anyway, Fern, um, murderer seems to be over there trying to um, break into our good friend Bertie's car. Um, so, you know, even if you weren't on board with the whole she killed a guy thing, she's currently trying to commit yeah. automobile theft. Yeah, that's another crime. Yeah, yeah. Okay. By the way, is, is my dipshit brother here? Did, did, can I signal to my dipshit well, brother to follow out so we've got both the police people? Well, I think you and Fern were right there. Philip was on the other side of the room, so at least for right now, the, it's the two of you that came outside. You can, of course, go back in and ask your brother for help. And Fern kind of says, um, um, okay, I'll go, I'll go stop her. I'll go ask her to get out of the car. Yeah. And do you go with Fern, or where are you um, going? I think I am going to head back, uh, just head back in, not too far, but just... Enough that the door is open and yell, hey, pip shit, murderer's out here. Yeah, you yell that and everybody in there looks at you. And everybody inside starts to go towards the door coming in your direction. OK, make way for the actual cop. I mean, I, I don't think he's actually properly licensed as a cop, but like he got hired for dumb reasons. But anyway. So, Birdie. You're attacking Sally with your umbrella when Fern comes up and says, I can, no, I, I can, Sally, can you please step out of the vehicle? Please step out of the vehicle, Sally. And another thing. Oh, hey, Fern. <laughs> and Sally says, look, I just need to, it'll be better for everyone if you guys just give me like 10 minutes. I just need 10 minutes to get out of here and it'll make it easier for everyone. If that's all right. Fern just sort of says, no, I need you, please, please out of the car. 
Also, you're not even doing it right because specifically for a 1967 Volkswagen Beetle, you can't hotwire it in the same way you would hotwire a regular car. Oh, how do you do it? None of your business. Get out. <sighs> fine, fine. Uh, Georgie, from where you are standing, you can see that Fern's hands are nowhere near her gun. And Sally starts to get out of the car and says, okay. I'm out. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. You no. need to go with Fern is where you need to go. No, I'm not going to go with Fern. Georgie is going to walk, is going to position herself sort of between, not fully between Sally and Fern, but just like to create some amount of obstacle. So if Sally runs or goes for Fern's gun, she's somewhat in the way. Yeah, you get exactly where you want to be. Sally, listen to me. If there's one thing I've learned in my long years on this earth, there is a point where you just have to go with the authorities. And my dear, I believe we're here. We have been caught. We figured out what happened. And... You're only making this harder on yourself. And the deeper the hole you dig, the harder it will be to climb out. I know it looks that way. And it's fine if you think that. But um, she kind of is looking around. So it looks like the three of you are sort of in one side. and She's been able to sort of back away with nobody behind her. And she's kind of, you can see that she's very obviously looking at the lay of the land and the street. It is nighttime now. Not many cars out here. Streetlights are on. Georgie keeps talking and like kind of trying to keep, if she's moving, Georgie's moving with her. Like, well then if that's not how it went down, this is your chance to tell Fern what actually happened. This is your opportunity to look, to set the whole truth straight. Oh no, I killed him. <laughs> but it's going to be a lot easier for everyone if I just go now. Why? You don't need to know. You really don't. And she turns and she looks I like try she's to trip about... her with the umbrella. All right. Night move. <laughs> Night move. All right. Come on, baby. Don't. <laughs> don't fail me now. That is an 11 plus whatever. My intention is not to cause her like bodily harm but to trip her up i want i want her to go down to be tripped so she can't like run runette from where you are at the door to the siren you see it looks like sally's about to run it looks like birdie hooks her foot and from behind ringo sally suddenly falls out of your sight right as your brother pushes by you and just point no there's what Right behind you. Fern? Fern killed her? No, no, Sally. Use your dumb brain for once in your goddamn life, right? She just just got tripped. Go go put her in handcuffs or something. Whatever it is you do. Oh, she's behind the car? Yes. Oh, okay. And he sort of jogs off. And the entire cast and crew of The Illusion Show sort of files out into the street and they're all kind of confused like oh what are we doing what's happening what and they sort of like just follow where philip is going and this is a uh renette what is your goal here everybody is filing out everybody is 
sort of like being rubbernecker looky lose? Um, I'm going to try to um, put a little distance between where the crowd is going um, and the, this, the, the active scene that is happening right now. Like I'll try to just do crowd control, try to keep people back because I know that I know how Fern is with a gun and I know she has it on her. And um, I'm just going to try to keep keep the, the people back. So then Georgie and Bertie, right next to Sally, right next to Fern. Fern definitely does not have her hands anywhere near her gun. And she just sort of says, come on, Sally, you got to come with us now. You just admitted it. You just admitted it. we got to we got to go to the station now. And Philip comes around the side of Ringo with his gun out. And he is pointing it right at Sally. Fern looks up at him and says, I did what you said. It's not even loaded. No, no temptation at all to even draw my gun. Oh, that's nice. And Philip says, that's, that's, that's really good to hear. I'm glad. I'm glad. But we got to, we got to, can you, can you cuff her? And so the two of them work together to get handcuffs onto Sally. A little bit of time is sort of passing here. It's not quite a montage. It's not quite a, you know, we're getting towards bringing Sally to the police car. I think we should probably um, finish up on this, trying to like catch the other girls up. Like, are we going to make sure that Anthony is, Anthony is charged? Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe we decided that Anthony had kind of egged her on about a lot of things. I, well, I think he likes almost straight like manipulated her that's why i couldn't remember i thought brought in for questioning yeah certainly yeah yeah all right so so who who are you telling that to um i'll tell that to to pipshit um as he's uh bringing um sally into the car i presume i'll just say by the way anthony that that guy over there you should definitely restrain him and bring him in for questioning he's got some involvement in the in the crime Oh, hey, that guy over there? Yeah. You sure he's a criminal? You didn't just, you didn't like ask him out and he said no, that's why you want me to arrest him? What? <laughs> what do you take us for? Why, <laughs> no, come on, why it's, do you it's always, a joke. It's not it's a joke. Uh, do your joke. It has your no jokes basis, are bad. And it's no. really <laughs> no, dumb. I'm, I'm funny. I'm real funny. We're talking about actual murderers here. And yeah. Actual aiding and abetting of crimes. I thought we talked about this. You're not supposed to be around the murders anymore. Well, I, 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 right. I thought I thought we talked about this and I said I didn't come to the murder. The murder just happened. Also, we're still in the same murder that you lo- to last talk to her about. So yeah, nothing really has changed. This. Yeah. Remember when we had that whole thing when I was like, oh, yeah, I was there. Murder there. Murder in the harbor. Murder in the in the bookstore. Murder in that island. Murder in the church. There's no way to avoid it. And Fern kind of like holds up her hands and says, please stop fighting. Nobody fight. I'll go get Anthony. Right. Anthony. Anthony, Okay, I'll go. I'll go get him. You guys. Come on. Yeah. Siblings shouldn't fight like that. Come on. (laughs) I just burst out laughing. <laughs> you have no experience with siblings, I can tell. <laughs> Fern leaves. Philip still has Sally by the arm, guiding her towards the back of the police car. And she says, you know why there are so many murders here, right? Philip says, yeah, because uh, psychos like you, put your head down, get in the car. 
And she says, all right. No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. Um, you sound like, you know, I mean, I, right. I hate to say, but my brother had a point. The number one cause of murders is murderers. Yeah, but like Renette, but also like, know, like yeah, the let's, weird let's shit continue that's going this. on. Let's continue. If she knows what right. weird shit. No, you got no talking to the suspect. I'm gonna oh, go. I'm booking her. And Sally kind of hotwire my car. Sally smiles a little. I guess. I guess I got to go to the police station. Good luck, ladies. And Philip starts to guide her towards the back of the car. See you at the Northern Lodge. And I see, and I watch her face to see if something, something happens. And she pauses and her eyes get big. She says, so you do know about the midwives. <laughs> then I guess you don't need my help. And Philip puts her in the back of the police car and shuts it. The midwives? The midwives? And Philip kind of brushes off his pants, his shirt. Obviously, she's another one of them psychos. Listen, I don't know where you got to go on this island, but it's got to be somewhere with no more murders, okay? No more you murders. Know, you know what? I, I can sincerely say that I will try my best, but I'll see you at the next murder. And Philip starts to walk towards Fern, who looks like she's trying to politely convince Anthony to come over to the police car, and he doesn't really want to. But now Philip is on his way over there to maybe insist a little, little more firmly. You know, I'm glad Fern's, you know, a lot less heavy-handed with the gun, but, you know, she could still... I feel like she's lost a lot of her confidence and her ability to, like, follow through with some things, but yeah, I'm sure she'll find the right balance soon. I'm rooting for that kid. But to do something crazy, sorry, I open the cop door, the cop car door, and I say, if you can tell us something more about the midwives... We'll tell them exactly what happened and how you were co coerced into it. Oh, into killing Magnus? Mm-hmm. I wasn't coerced. No, I did it. I did it on purpose. And I'd do it again. And Anthony had nothing to do with it? She just shrugs. I did it. Now, you distract the police and give me five minutes and I'll tell you more. One moment, I shut the car <laughs> car door. Okay, look, so I talk a big game about breaking rules and about like, you know, B and E and minor laws that I might not follow. That feels like super not good, especially since we accidentally let two people uh free after yeah. figuring out they were murderers. Yeah, um, I'm I'm not I don't want Sally to get away. I, I don't think that's the the plan i think that's a very very bad idea but we have no idea what we're doing and no one is going to tell us well we've got a lot of clues we now know something about the midwives and we know something about the northern lodge yeah i mean 
Which is sort of on our list to go use our special items to investigate that more. Mm. So now we kind of know what we're looking for. I mean, I'm generally a rule follower, but I'm happy to go look for Bennett if you want to do something else right now. Oh, no, because then I would be aiding and abetting a murderer. (laughs) And like, we just talked about how that's like not cool. I'm just trying to think of a way to convince her that we would do that and still get the information, but not actually do it, obviously. Like, I don't, if it was like a small thing, it'd be one thing. If it was like, we caught her breaking in somewhere, but it's a literal murder. And yeah, that is a person's life that so, will never come back. She's so like, remorseful. We're trying to trick her into thinking we are distracting the police so that she will tell us something and then... We won't, and then we won't let her go. Is that the plan, or we're just walking away from the car and leaving it where it is? I mean, I'd love to get some more information out of her, but I don't think I, I'm up for risking actually letting her go. If you want to do anything else unnoticed with this police car, it has to be now. So many people have died already, and yes, people have had their own motivations, but. There's something else. We can't ignore that there's something else bubbling under the surface. We can't ignore that anymore. Yeah. And I keep thinking back to Latita and what she was trying to figure out. And yeah. apparently, whatever this mystery is that we don't know anything about, it was enough for her to die. I just feel like I owe it to her. We're going to solve this. We've got clues. I just don't think setting her free or trying to trick her into thinking that we're setting her free is going to be the way that we solve this. We just need more. We'll get it. We need someone we can trust with this that's not going to look at us like we're crazy. Sally isn't the one to trust. You're right. And we don't know if she'd actually tell us anything useful beyond what we already know. Yeah. I mean, she already let it slip about the midwives, so if we can find something from that, maybe. Maybe yeah. it's time we pay a visit to uh, some of the people we've helped put behind bars. See if we can get some information out of them. It was just a one mention at the Northern Lodge, and I got another bit of info out of Sally. Let's see what we can get from... I want to say Daisy. <laughs> I want to say um, Liam's out of prison, but... Um, he's definitely not going to want to talk to us, though. He's not gonna. You Maybe know. if I made cookies. Well, it's a start. Okay, well, then I guess we'll just leave that, the squad car closed and locked, and I'm going to go looking for a bunny. <laughs> yeah. First scan of the street, you do not see Bennett. Second scan of the street. <laughs> um, really quick, I just just as a story note, um, I think that Bertie nods along with everyone, and when they start like looking and scouring, I think she takes a beat longer. Just takes a deep breath, standing next to the car. Just like kind of punches the side of it really lightly makes eye contact 
with Sally and turns away. Sally leans towards the window and sort of indicates a little bit with her head, like, lean in a little. I can't yell through this window. Just lean in a little. I don't open the door. I lean in. The midwives of the fragrant void have noticed you. And they are not happy. If you can find my rabbit, that might be something. But I don't think he's going to want to be found. I think I just give her a nod. And I say, uh, I was lying to you. Uh, you totally could have correctly hotwired the car like that. I was just trying to get you to stop. I put a jail, though. I like you, Birdie. I liked you, too, Sally. She just shrugs, turns away. As Fern and Philip, guiding Anthony, come up to the car. Let's montage just a little bit. Tell me about your search for Bonnet. Well, as I'm the one who initially found uh, Bonnet, uh, I look for the nearest place that looks kind of hard to shimmy into. Because as I recall, I found... Bonnet under the stage and like a little I had to shimmy by some costume racks or something it was a whole ordeal so I, I look toward I don't know maybe if there's like a an alcove on the side of a building or in the bushes or something just looking for a bunny and uh in a vest you look in these places and you do not find a bunny in a vest Georgie tell me about your search for Bonnet Oh, I don't know uh, what to do with a rabbit. I only know how to call a cat. So that is what I'm doing. Just looking around. Maybe I have my, because it's night. Maybe I have my flashlight so I can maybe catch a reflection of bunny eyes. Because that's a thing you would do looking for a cat. Around the sides of the building under cars. I'm not sure how far Bonnet would have tried to run away to. I start on my hands and knees, I guess, and then walk around the sides of the building. Looking under some cars, looking around the side of the building, you do not find Bonnet. Birdie? I think with this knowledge, Birdie goes in with the full intent to find the bunny and is speaking out loud in order to try and cater to its whims, because obviously this is not some regular bunny. And I think the birdie just starts saying like into the little, the places where the shadows are a little bit too long, anywhere that seems like it starts to like elevate her heart rate, anything that seems unexplainably spooky or any little spot like that. And there are a lot of spots in, in a theater like that. So maybe she's looking back where she found, where they found the body, um, looking within the theater in the like crawl spaces um, and saying things like, Bonette or whatever your real name is. It's Bonette. You're not there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Look, I know you and I aren't friends, but obviously you know some things and I can't believe I'm talking to a fucking rabbit, but you know shit. 
you're obviously not a regular rabbit. And if you ever want to get back to that place that was mentioned, that Northern Lodge, or to a place where people understand you, you're going to need us. Because I promise you, we're going to get there. You described talking into shadows. Yep. (laughs) Where have you gone? What are the shadows inside sirens that you're speaking into? Like the crawl space where the trap door is, I think behind the curtains. Places that don't seem spooky if you're a theater kid um, with a bunch of other like theater kids, you know, thinking back to like summer camps when you had like those late night tech rehearsals, but the kind of thing that if you were the last one out and you don't see the ghost light and it's just, it's just a little bit too spooky. That kind of like theater ambiance of spookiness. Um, I'm trying to like find those spots where you step a little bit farther and you're just like, your mind starts to play tricks on you kind of thing. So Bertie's just trying to lean into that, I think. You at least open the trap door under the stage. I'm not going to crawl, I don't think, but I think I'm going to open the door. Yeah. Can you roll the occult move? Um. And as so it sounds like what you're trying to do is to communicate with some kind of otherworldly entity. We know that Georgie is able to peer through illusions with her occult move. It sounds like you are trying to do something different. You're trying to communicate with something on the other side or something that is beyond this world. Or something that is beyond comprehension currently. I think, yeah. So if you get a six or less, none of you will ever be able to communicate with an otherworldly presence. Okay. <laughs> no pressure. Uh, what do I, do I add anything to it? Sensitivity. Oh, no. Really? Because that's a negative one for me. It sure is. Okay. I think we that's all have fine. a negative one for that. I feel like I earn it, though. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, that's a nine minus one is an eight. First of all, mark the crown of the void. You mark the first box under crown of the void, which is a shadow in the garden. Hereafter, during cozy vignettes focused on you or cozy move scenes involving you, you must also narrate how dark entities subtly reveal themselves in the scene. What are the words that you speak into the void under the crawl space in the siren? I think at first, Birdie doesn't really fully believe in it herself. So she sounds kind of sardonic. Okay, Bonette, you've had your fun. Sort of treating this, uh, this bunny, this pet, this animal, like a child that's misbehaving. And I think as the shadows creep closer and they get longer and the darkness begins to hold a sort of heavier weight, and she starts to feel the essence of being alone. I think when all of that occurs, she starts to get a little more serious, a little more purposeful in her speech. And I think she says, 
We're just looking for the truth. We're just looking for knowledge. You have some sort of knowledge or you might be a way for us to get it. Things are happening around this town and we can't pretend otherwise any longer. You seem to have taken a liking to my friends and I get I'm not your favorite, but we sure could use your help. And from one of the shadows hops Bonnet. No longer dressed in all of her custom clothes. Just a little white bunny. Where did your clothes go? Did, if you didn't like them, then you could just say so. Bonnet's neck begins to stretch. Oh. Bonnet's legs begin to stretch. Oh. I and, start backing up a little bit. And you can see Bonnet changing into something that looks like a dog. That's not really a dog. It's kind of like a horse. It's not really a horse. It's also kind of like a bunny. Is it the weird fucking dog horse thing? And it begins to crawl towards you (laughs) from the space and the shadows. I am slowly backing away. Slowly? Quickly. Faster. This is not good boy the cryptid. This is bad boy the cryptid. Am I getting any sense that this is malicious intent uh, rather than, like, a pal? This is one of the most fucked up things you've ever seen. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's when the head starts to extend and the mouth starts to open. There are at least Uh, teeth from five different animals inside of the mouth. (laughs) I'm using my two out of three points of vitality to fucking book it. Georgie and Renette, you are out in the street and you haven't been able to find Manette. Bertie has gone off somewhere. I just miss that tiny little bunny. I mean, I have no feelings of maternal uh, affection for that little hairy beast i'm just i hope we find her where's birdie i don't know i hope Bennett isn't cold i should have made her a jacket too we can make her a whole wardrobe yeah okay you don't see birdie but ringo ringo does have a, a flat tire now and there is some damage underneath the steering wheel from sally trying to hotwire him Ah, yeah, so, um, let's find Birdie so we can properly lock Ringo up, uh, and then we'll just call a cab or something. Oh, I know. Well, I'll call Caliban. Perfect. I'll pick us up, and then tomorrow we'll, uh, we'll try to get, uh, Ringo to the, to the shop. That's the thing people do, right? They go to the, go to take a car to the shop. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, Georgie pulls out her phone and texts Uh, bunny rabbit magnifying glass question mark the little like granny emojis like where are you and uh and Renette is calling Caliban it does sound like Caliban was woken up but that's fine you need help I'll be I'll be there in just a minute yeah sorry It's, it's a whole situation I'll explain when you get here um it'll be good to see you uh, but yeah, we're kind of in a tight spot. Yeah, just give me a second to uh, 
get a shirt on and I'll be right there. <laughs> Take your time. And the cast and crew of the show look like they are done watching Sally being driven away. They start to go back inside. And when Jim opens the door, it looks like Bertie just falls out onto the street. Like she was right inside, pushing through the door when Jim opened it. I run over to go help her. Oh, gee. And Jim kind of bends down. I'm sorry. I, I didn't I didn't mean to be all right. Don't, 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 don't go in there. Don't go. It's you, you come back uh, tomorrow to get your things tomorrow. But we still have to take everything. Well, I guess we don't have a show tomorrow anywhere else. Everyone should just go home and sleep. Scene? It's yeah, it's a crime scene. You shouldn't go. It's everyone needs to go home and sleep. You know, you know what? It, it has been a long night. I think we should listen to Birdie. I think Georgie is picking up on her panic. And so she goes along with it, trying to convince people to just go home. Like everything will be there in the morning. Just lock up and go home. We don't need to go back in there. It's a it's a gruesome memory. Yeah. yeah. Upon seeing how shaken up Birdie is, uh, Renette's going to call Caliban back and say, on second thought, you don't have time to put on shirt on. We need you here now. <laughs> hey, whatever you want. No shirt. Coming for you, baby. <laughs> no, Birdie's panicked. She can't even enjoy this. Um, yeah. And Joey Gold hears this and says, you know, everybody, it's probably a crime scene. The shows are... Shows are canceled anyway. Let's just go back to the, the bed and breakfast. And uh, All right, yeah, we'll come back tomorrow when we're allowed to be here. We don't want to get in any trouble. And they all begin to disperse. We have to go. We got to lock up the car. We need to go. We need to get out of here. Yeah, don't worry. He's on his way. We're going we're gonna to get out of here. Ca- Caliban is on his way? Yeah, he's on yeah. his how, way. How soon is he going to be here? Uh, well, I told him to hurry. So it, just just a quick minute. So let's just take one thing at a time. We're going to go make sure Ringo's all locked up and safe. You can take anything you need out of him. And Should we sit in Ringo until Caliban gets here? Would that be better than standing in the park? What would feel okay right now, Birdie? I, I, I think Birdie is truly shaken so much that she is speechless. Okay. You know what? Um... Ringo, I mean, we can't, we may not be able to drive with Ringo, but we can probably put on some music. Mm-hmm. So have a, a night, we let, let's put something on and just Good be thinking. safe in the car and, that's a, and wind down. That's a great idea. Yes, let's do right. that. Right, right. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. Um, yes. Let's put on some Jimmy Buffett. And we're just gonna, we're just gonna be safe. And I think uh, I think I actually need some Simon and Garfunkel. Okay, yeah, um, we can do that. We got we got it. Yeah, Bonette's not coming with us. Oh no, Bonette is a weird fucking dog horse thing. What? That is not what I was expecting. What? Oh um, no, we we can't we can't go back in there ever again. Things are really fucking weird, and we have to figure this out because I just saw something that I should have not been able to see. And but that was just a little, no, a little bunny. She's a fucking weird sure dog horse thing. Are, are and you also, sure she wasn't like 
attacked by a weird fucking dog um, thing? Because that, yes. that's what I, I was saw, assuming by you. I, I know I what I saw. I a bloody crime scene. Okay. I know what I saw. Okay. And Bonnet transformed into something. Okay. And it unhinged his jaw Ooh, and started like coming it. at me. I don't like any of that. I also don't like any of that. I don't like this at all. I lock the door of the car <laughs> just for my own sanity. From inside Ringo, the three of you have a clear view of the front door of Sirens. For about 15 minutes. Until Caliban arrives. Wearing uh, a white undershirt. Okay. He welcomes... I think Birdie's just clinging to both of them or one of them. Not really saying anything and just keeping her eyes on the door. So once... Caliban is parked presumably right next to Ringo. Uh, we're just gonna make the make the transfer quick, make sure Birdie has all of the things she needs. Uh, gets out of Ringo, locks it, and gets right into Caliban's car, blocks it, and we're safe again. Do you have any notable conversation before Caliban drops everyone off? I think Birdie at some point uh, turns to Georgie and says. I'm sorry about your birthday. I know it didn't turn out the way you expected it to. You don't need to be sorry for anything. You planned a lovely evening. We can't control the weird, dark things happening outside of what we choose to do. I spent the night with both of you, and that was what mattered to me. I'm so sorry that we were split up and you... That's the same creature that we saw at the Snowdrop Inn, right? Was it Jonah or was it something entirely different? It looked a lot like that thing, which okay. didn't seem to have a solid form and kept shifting between two animals. And this time it was shifting between three animals. Okay. I think I, I explained that. Or actually, we are in the car with Caliban. <laughs> um, yeah. I think that when you came, you said it was a weird, like, dog horse thing. And I feel like you had a similar reaction <laughs> when we saw it at the inn. So uh -huh. I think that it would stand yeah. to reason for Renette and Georgie to be like, oh, that's the thing we saw at the inn. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Then Georgie just grabs Birdie and hugs her. And you're going to deal with it. I'm hugging you right now. I don't think Birdie even struggles. She hugs her back. Oh, I'm so fucking glad I know you guys. Also, we can't go outside after dark anymore. Sorry. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. A few things happen. As Georgie, your birthday comes to an end. I think that first of all, the three of you realize that something has changed. For the three of you, it may be more like a feeling. But for the players, you should know that any time you medal and get an 11 or higher with an adjusted stat, you will find a void clue. Georgie, you arrive back home and Pearl is sleeping on Pearl's birthday cat tree in the window of Nitwit Haven and happily wakes up seeing you. And from the other side of the glass, you can tell that Pearl is just meowing 
Meow, meow, meow. As you take Pearl upstairs, get ready to end your day. There's something about the way that Bertie responded to everything that made you sort of flash back on your own experiences with the supernatural some time ago. It feels safe here, but you also have a sense that there might be some sort of dark entities around. How do you feel they reveal themselves to you? I think when Georgie makes it back up to her apartment and she sits down and tries to like meditate on what has happened. Maybe she's knitting. She feels like there are shadows where there should not be shadows in the corners of her apartment. And it's not even like, Oh, it seems too dark. It's like out of the corner of your eye, you see what could be a shadow and you look over and it's not there. Um, but she feels the pr- the presence, like the pressure of like something looking at her. But the thing that really kind of gets her is that as she pulls out her knitting needles to knit, the click clack click clack of knitting needles sort of gently morphs into whispers. Birdie, you're dropped off at home. I definitely offer. Um either to stay with Birdie or if Birdie wants to stay with me, I'm assuming Birdie does Birdie should not be alone tonight. I think Birdie doesn't think she should be alone either. How about uh we go pick up some some wine and stuff from my apartment? Because I, I don't live far from Nitwit Haven. I think we're kind of in the same area. Then we'll head over to Nitwit and uh crash Georgie's evening uh, or night with a with a slumber party. Does that sound all right? Um. Yeah. Do you do you mind if we? Sorry, Caliban. I know that you've been driving us all over. Do you mind if we stop by my place just to grab some things? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Um. So I think that's probably what they do since they're dropping Birdie or they were going to drop Birdie off. They just go there so Birdie can grab some things from her place. And I think the second she gets in there and out of sight of her friend, she grows wary again. Some of the like tension that she'd like slowly sloughed off comes back full force. And I think she realizes how eerily quiet it is in her house. And she's never really been a fan of silence anyway. But now it feels almost menacing or threatening in the silence. She's hearing all of the little noises within the silence that she would usually be able to ignore. Uh, She's hearing the little like tap of tiny tree branches on the windows, hearing like the creak of the old house, feeling a brush of cold air just from the AC, but it feels like it comes out of nowhere. And I think she hurriedly grabs her basics, you know, pajamas, toothbrush, all the things for her nightly routine. And I think the last thing she does is um, in a desperate attempt to quell the quiet, she turns on the radio and turns it up as loud as she can. So music is just playing continuously. 
Um, she's thinking to herself, fuck the electric bill, whatever. And so she leaves her music on and she leaves one light next to the radio on and she locks her door and leaves. Renette, you're in the car with Caliban waiting for Bertie to return. And he reaches over and rubs your shoulder a little. Thanks for doing this, Cal. Sorry, it's... I know it's late. Sorry you had to wake up and get into all this mess. No, this is nothing you should ever apologize for. If you ever need anything, you know, I'm... I'm here for you. I know. You're very sweet, Cal. You know, if if there is anything that you need, if there's anything that you think I can do, all I have to do is ask. I know. Thanks for that. I... Things might be getting a little intense coming up. I don't know details exactly what's going on, but something's going on. So just be careful out there. You too. I'll do my best. I've got to keep Bertie and Georgie safe too. So, um, yeah, I've got to keep them out of trouble. So it'll be fine. It's going to be all right. And soon enough, all three of you are at Georgie's. I think I literally kick the door in and I'm like, we're having a slumber party. Thank God you guys are here. (laughs) It was, mm, I don't really feel that being alone is much of an option right now. I mean, I can sell my apartment. I'm fine with that, I think, probably. We we could just, you know, it's, yeah. we'll start with a slumber party. That's, yeah. it's a start. Yeah. Yes. So you want to, you want to watch The Price is Right? Oh my God. Yes. Let's have some wine. Okay. <laughs> little Price is Right, Little Wheel of Fortune. I think that's a good way to end the evening. I yeah. love it. Yeah. This is when all the good reruns are on. And soon enough, the three of you feel better. The three of you feel a little warmer, a little safer. And the day ends, I guess, comfortably. With maybe a little uh, a little cozy feeling for everyone. A few hours after you fell asleep. If you had looked out the window, you would have seen Caliban's car parked outside and every once in a while he would get out and slowly walk up and down the street and when he was satisfied that there was nothing strange he got back in his car and when the sun came up he finally drove home